Testing, testing, testing. What is going on, everybody? Elliot Shore Parks here for Odyssey Sports Training Camp Live Updates. Here to talk to you about the Eagles practice today, Monday, of course. Joint practices with the New England Patriots. And I got to say, there is a lot to get into. And if you're an Eagles fan, I'm assuming you are listening to this, a lot of good things to get into. I thought today was a really, really good practice for the Eagles. And before we get into the details, I want to talk a little bit about joint practices. Um, because, you know, obviously during training camp, there's always a lot of like, oh, it's just practice. It doesn't really matter. During preseason, there's a lot of, okay, it matters, but it's still a preseason game. I think joint practices are one of the best looks you can get at a team. Um, I think that for a couple of reasons. One, because you're getting starter versus starter reps over a two-day stretch and probably in the, the 80s in terms of like reps, Eagles offense versus Eagles defense. So it's basically like playing a game against them. Now, there, aren't, there isn't tackling, but it's very physical. There's thudding. It's good work for the offense and defensive line. The defense line can definitely get after the quarterback. So you can get a good look at the offensive line. You get a look at the uh, Eagles offense in this case versus a different defense. It's not the same defense they're going up against every day. And it's not the defense they go up against in a training camp game where it's a very vanilla, right? The coaches work to each, work with each other to give each other different looks that they want to look. You can put them in red zone. You can put them in third down. You can put them in hurry up. So I really think that joint practices matter a lot. And it's a really, really good look at the team. In fact, I remember in 2017, uh, so it was Carson Wentz's second year, the Miami Dolphins came to Philadelphia and the Eagles annihilated them. And Carson was awesome. Carson Carson looked great. He picked the Dolphins apart each, each drill, each practice. And I remember watching Carson then and saying, okay, he's really improved from last year. And then we all remember what happened in 2017. He was maybe the MVP of the league before, uh, before he was injured. So, you know, not saying that it was a short thing in, in a 2017 because of the training camp and the joint practice, but it was a really good indication of where the team was. So with that being said, I think these practices really matter. And the Eagles looked awesome today. I mean, they just completely annihilated the New England Patriots. And I've read some other reports saying, oh, well, it was up and down. No, the Eagles were the far better team on the field today. Uh, and again, it, it was not even close. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts in 11-on-11 drills. I have the stats right here. In 11-on-11 drills, Jalen Hurts was 16 for 17 with one touchdown and an interception. Now, his one incompletion was a pass to Miles Sanders in the flat that should have been caught, and it was dropped. His another He had another pass that was a touchdown, but the, the ref called it out because he said Rager's foot was initially out of bounds, and he came back in. So a bit of a technicality, but it was a perfect throw from Hurts, who, who scrambled off to the left to get the ball to Rager. So Jalen Hurts had his best showing, I think, since training camp started. Uh, he threw the ball awesome. I'll talk about a few of his throws. Started the day off with a really nice throw to Dallas Goddard, probably about 10 or 15 yards along the one sideline, uh, just from the pocket. Just dropped back, waited for the play to develop, hit Goddard right where he needed to. His next pass was to Quez Watkins. This time, Quez was coming from the right or the left side of the field to the right side. He hit him in stride. Quez got a little bit of yak. In a real game, who knows how far he would have gone. In a practice, they touched him and it was over. But it was a very nice uh, very nice throw. Um, where he did run into a bit of trouble was the seven-on-seven seven drills. That was the second uh, drill of the day. And where the, the problems came from drop passes. So he threw the ball to Ertz. It was a little bit high. Like, Ertz definitely had to extend 
to, to get the ball, but the pass bounced off of Ertz's fingers and into the hands of a defender, and it was intercepted. Uh, two plays later, so he the next play, he hit Ertz on that same play, better throw. Then he hit Fulgham. Then he checked the ball down to Gainwell, and the ball just bounced like right off of Gainwell's hands and into the hands of another defender. So he did have two interceptions on the day, and look, ultimately, he holds blame for those, right? Like if you're a quarterback, you throw an interception, it is what it is. But I don't think the two interceptions really kind of speak to the day that he had throwing the ball. So I think they they really need context. But yeah, he had two interceptions, and those were in seven on sevens, not eleven on elevens. But the next eleven on eleven drill, he had a really nice pass down the left sideline to Jalen Rager, probably about fifty plus yards around there. Put it over the finger fingertips of the defender. Rager went up, got it, held, probably caught it around the five or six, and ran it in the rest of the way. Again, in a game. Maybe he's tackled, but to me, it looks like he would have gotten in in a, in a game. So a really good uh, throw from Hurts, really good catch from Rager, and just a good play overall from the offense. And this was an 11-on-11. So you're going up against a pretty good Patriots defense, uh, and, and Rager beat him deep. Rager had a really good day. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But after that pass to Rager, he got the ball to, uh, to Quez down the sideline. Then he got Miles Sanders in the flat. Um, as I mentioned, Miles Sanders did drop a pass. That continues to be an issue for him. Uh, I haven't. I'll, I can give you the numbers right now. I have not updated from today, but he's the only one that dropped a pass among the running backs today. So Miles Sanders has pulling up positions. Of course, I'm sick enough to track every single throw. Miles Sanders now has three drops in training camp. The rest of the running backs combined have two. So they're an issue. And um, Nick Sirianni's talked about it. He said that one thing they're noticing is that when Miles Sanders, where the drops are coming is when he's like in the flat, he turns back to catch it so that he can look ahead and keep running. And that was what the drop was like today. So they're working on it, but it's a, it's an issue. Like if Miles Sanders is the most explosive running back they have, he's their best option out of the backfield. But if he can't catch the ball, like Boston Scott doesn't drop the ball. Kenny Gain will drop the ball today, but overall he has, I'll pull it back up again. Kenny Gainwell has, uh, 28 targets with one drop. Miles Sanders haven't updated it, but prior to today, he had 19 targets with two drops. So Kenny Gainwell overall has done a better job catching the ball than Miles Sanders has, but he's not as explosive. Boston Scott's not as explosive. So they got to figure that out. But yeah, another drop for Miles Sanders today. Um, another Miles Sanders note, early on in camp, Miles and Boston Scott were splitting reps a lot more on the first team. That's kind of stopped. Miles Sanders is probably getting 70% of the touches on first team offense. So if you're a fantasy player out there, like the drops are an issue for Miles, but he's clearly going to be the number one uh, running back. Um, then the next drill, 11 on 11, uh, Miles, uh, not Miles, Jalen Hurts got the ball to Quez Watkins, and he got it to Zach Hurts again. It got it over the middle. And again, just efficient, right? Like just, just really putting the ball where it needs to be. Um, one thing this offense has really lacked over the last few years is, they don't have. They were not getting balls to the players in stride. So players were reaching up to get it. They were reaching down. They were reaching back, and it was killing the gap. Jalen Hurts does a nice job of hitting guys in stride. And you know, there's so much talk about his accuracy, whether or not he can deliver consistently from the pocket. But when he has time, like he does throw a very nice catchable ball. Where his issues have come have been like if he's out on the run and he's deciding whether to throw or not, that type of thing. Um, but he does throw a really nice accurate ball. Uh, all right, now the, the best drive of the day, last drive. So it's joint practice. There's, you know, each play, each roster is around 85, 80 players, 90 players. So 
like 180 players standing on the one field, uh, you know, Eagles on one side, Patriots on another, Eagles offense versus Patriots defense, starters versus starters. And it's uh, Jalen Hurts against the Patriots number one uh, defense. He goes one, two, three, four. He goes five for five. The only incompletion I, it was what was a play that was ruled dead, but it was still a completed pass. So he goes five for five. He takes him right down the field. He hits Miles Sanders. He hits Travis Fogel. He hits Dallas Goddard. He hits Quez Watkins. Then the final play, he rolls out to the right. He sees the blitzing linebacker coming, so that's why he rolls. You could see he saw it before the snap because he called out the number. Rolled out to his right. Rager rolls with him. He hits Rager in the front corner of the end zone. Perfect pass. Rager keeps his feet in bounds, makes the catch. Great play. It was blown dead because they said Rager stepped out of bounds initially and then came back in. So that matters. But in terms of just reading the play, making the run over to the side, hitting Rager, it was a really good snap for Jalen Hurts. So two-minute intense drill. They were in hurry up, right? So they were rushing to the line. I think he spiked it one time. But goes five for five to finish the day. And then overall, including seven for sevens, he goes 19 of 25, one touchdown, two interceptions. And again, the interceptions, I already talked about them. Like the, the context matters there. So I think he gets an A for today. I think he gets an A. I think he threw it really good. I think he was in complete command. He was going up against another good defense. And he looked really good. And I, you know, we're going to talk about the Eagles defense in a second. But I get on Twitter a lot of like, oh, well, you're ripping Jalen Hurts, but then you also say he's going to get 35 touchdowns. But then you say he was good, but now you're saying he's bad. You said he's improved, but you said he was bad today. And the best I can explain it is when you watch Jalen Hurts, this is now my 13th practice, right? On a large scale, I think he's been pretty good. I don't think the offense struggling is his fault. But then again, like the offense has struggled. And as a quarterback, he deserves blame for that. He's missed some throws. He's made some throws. He it was bad to start. He improved every day. So like, I, I under, and trust me, I'm a man, right? I, I'm a man of takes. Like, I enjoy having a strong opinion. But I think with Hurts, it's just a little more nuanced right now. So I, I think that overall, like, he deserves an A today. I think overall for camp, he's probably in the B range now after today. But I think that the, the most positive thing you can say about Hurts is when he has not gone against the Eagles defense, when he faced the Steelers on Thursday night, he was really good. When he faced the Patriots today, he was really good. He was excellent. So I think the Eagles defense might just be really good. But but before we talk about them, Hertz, Hertz looked the part today. And before the season, I said I thought he'd get 35 total touchdowns and they'd win 11 games. And I'm, I'm back on it today after that, right? There's been moments where I've doubted it. There's been moments when I've said, Elliot, you might have been wrong about Hertz. But today, he looked like a guy that's going to get 35 total touchdowns. Rushing, passing, 35 total touchdowns. All right, let's talk about the defense. So as you know, I track – Every play, and today I tracked Cam Newton because I thought it was important to see how the Eagles' defense did against him. So, in combined nine, combined eleven, let me start over. In combined eleven on eleven and seven on seven drills, Cam Newton was nine of seventeen with one interception. If you take away the seven on sevens, he was one, two, three, four, five, seven of fifteen. So, not that much better. Um, my main takeaway from watching the Eagles defense versus the Patriots offense was they were way better. They dominated the Patriots offense. The Patriots really struggled to move the ball. Uh, Cam Newton in, in the two on in the uh, two minute drill, 11 v 11. He couldn't really get the ball moving. He started off 0 for one. They ran it. He took a sack sack. I should say, cause they're not allowed to hit him, but 
over one run sack over two. He got another complete. He got a short completion. Then he missed on another one. He did complete two passes to get them down to around probably the 15. But then his final play of the drive, he threw it right to Eric Wilson in the end zone for the interception to end the day. So Eagles offense ends the day with the touchdown. Eagles defense ends the day with an interception. Just a great showing overall from the team. And Eric Wilson has now forced, I believe, three turnovers in camp. He has two interceptions, one forced fumble. And this is a guy that last year in Minnesota – Put up big numbers. I mean, I can pull his numbers up. Put up big numbers last year in Minnesota, but overall has only really been, you know, good for one year of his career. At least gotten consistent snaps, I guess you could say. So there was a part, there was certainly a fair, um, a fair train of thought of saying, oh, he's only done it for one year. But all right, last year, 16 games, 122 tackles, um, three interceptions, one forced fumble and eight pass deflections. So big numbers last year. I mean, some of the best numbers linebackers put up last year. Um, so I think that's a good signing for, for the Eagles. And then he's shown it this year in camp that he is he could be that player from last year. He's all over the field. He's creating turnovers. And if they can get that, like, stud linebacker play, they have talent on, on this defense. They really And it, and it showed today. I mean, Darius Slay and, and uh, Steve Nelson are really good starting cornerbacks. And they shut the Patriots receivers down today. They just did. And then the Eagles' defensive line, going up against a Patriots offensive line that's solid and a quarterback in Cam Newton that can move, they sacked them twice, and there was probably a little bit more, right? In a game, I think they would have got after him a little bit more, but it's harder in practice. So uh, they, they looked really good. But it was just really uh, – it was really telling and really um, clear that the Eagles' offense was moving the ball up and down the field against the Patriots' defense in the – Patriots offense could not get the ball moving against the Eagles defense. So very good day overall for the Eagles. And I think, you know, the another thing that really stood out to me was when Nick Sirianni was initially hired, he tweeted, not tweeted, he, uh, when Nick Sirianni was initially hired, he talked a lot about how he wanted to build a competitive family environment, right? And it did sound kind of Harry High School at the time, no doubt about it. There was a lot of you know, because he didn't wasn't great in his first press conference. So people were making fun of him, saying, how can you have a competition at quarterback? You know, all these things. But today, I think it showed that him building a competitive environment is kind of working. Like, it was noticeable how much more into the drills and the practice the Eagles players were than the Patriots players. Now, the Patriots players, probably more, team, more than any other team in the league, like, Bill Belichick is not one for fun. Like you hear that a lot, the Patriot way, all those things. So maybe it was just that contrast. But in the 11 on 11 to end of the day, where the whole team's watching and it's like very competitive, the Eagles sideline was going wild after completions. They were going wild after uh, defense made stops. They were getting into it. They were, you know, in a fun way, heckling the ref about calls. Like they were into it. It was loud on their sideline. And they just wasn't that way on the Patriots sideline. So that really stood out to me. You know, it's easy to do it in training camp. We'll see if they get off to a rough start, how much Sirianni's atmosphere he's building works. But if I'm Sirianni and I'm, I'm oh, he was on the field, but I'm looking at that, I'm saying, okay, this is working. Like th what I'm trying to build here is working. So uh, very impressive overall from the Eagles and especially what Nick Sirianni's building. All right, let's talk about the receivers. The receivers have had, I think, for large stretches of camp, a rough camp. Uh, Rager struggled at times. Fulgham's been somewhat non-existent. JJ's playing with like the second and third string. Devontae Smith hasn't been practicing. So, it, and I've said, they need to sign a veteran receiver. They do. And I still believe that. 
But if I'm going to rip the receivers when they're bad, I think it's only fair to give them credit when they're good. And today, they were really good. Going up against a Patriots secondary that definitely has some talent. J.C. Jackson, I thought I saw was ranked like the 40th best player in the league. We know Stephon Gilmore is very good. Jalen Mills is in the secondary now. Jalen Mills is a very good cornerback, despite what some Eagles fans might think. Jalen Mills is a very good cornerback. Um, they, they looked good. Quez Watkins got open consistently. And Quez looks like he's the real deal. That's proven the game. But, like, every step of the way, Quez is passing the test. Last year, he had a really good training camp. Last year in the regular season, limited snaps, he looked good. I think probably looked the best of any Eagles receiver last year. He looks really good in training camp. In the preseason game, the only one they played, he had the 79-yard touchdown. Today against the Patriots, he also came to play, and he did not disappoint. So every time they've given Quez a chance, he's made the most of it. And so we'll see if he does in the regular season. But he has not failed a checkpoint along the way. Today, I think he was probably their best receiver when you include 11 on 11s. In one-on-one drills, it was probably Rager. Rager had a few highlight catches. He did have a touchdown along the sideline. and He did have the uh, touchdown 11-11. But I thought Quez just got open more. I'd have to go back and count it up. But I thought Quez was their best receiver today. But it just stood out how well the Eagles receivers uh, played. Like I said, Quez was really good. Rager was good. J.J. had one one-on-one rep where he went up against the Patriots defensive back. At the snap, he runs, he fakes to the right, goes left, completely faked out the Patriots uh, defensive back, just left him in the dust. It like got an audible reaction from people, the move that he pulled off, caught the ball and kept going. So I thought he had a very good day. Um, John Hightower was out there. I don't believe he did team, or at least if he did, he didn't catch anything. So he didn't have a great day. But um, yeah, Quez had a good day. Uh, Rager had a good day. I'm looking here. Fulgham had a catch during the 11 on 11s, but just didn't really stand out other than that. And what's interesting about Fulgham is it isn't like he's dropping passes left and right. He's just not super involved. And when he is, they're just short catches. Like he's not really making highlight level catches. So, um, but I, I don't know if that's a huge deal. I was just on with uh, John Martin and Reese, and they were asking me, you know, is Fulgham, do they need Fulgham? And yeah, of course you want Fulgham to be good. But when you look at the Eagles offense in no particular order, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Miles Sanders, and honestly, maybe Boston Scott are seven players that are ahead of Fulgham in the pecking order. So they're not going to, like, if Fulgham's out there, they're going to try to get him the ball if he's open, but they're going to try to get Goddard the ball. They're going to try to get Ertz the ball. They're going to try to get Smith the ball. They're going to definitely try to get Rager the ball. Quez looks like he's in that category. And then in the passing game, Miles Sanders is going to be involved. Boston Scott is going to be involved, and Miles can't catch the ball great. So there's just not a lot of passes to go around. And I think Fulgham, look, you want him to catch the balls that come his way, but they don't need him to be a dominant number one receiver. They don't even need him to be a dominant number two receiver. They just need him to catch the passes when, when they come his way. And I think he will do that. I do. I, after watching him, there have been some drops. In fact, let me pull it up. He has, Travis Fulgham, has one drop in 16 targets. That's before today. So he probably got two or three targets today. So you know, one drop, drop in 19 targets. So I think he'll be pretty consistent with catching the ball, but they don't need him to be that guy. So I, I think that um, overall, it was just a very good day for the Eagles skill position players. All right, let me pull up some tweets here because I, I know you guys tweeted me some questions. And before I get to that, things I want to talk about, I do want to make sure I get to your tweets. I appreciate everyone that tweets me and asks questions. I wasn't able to get to them last time. Um, all right, this one is from Ryan Hansen. What would Gainwell need to show in order to be RB2 by week one? 
interesting question. What is standing out is Gainwell is getting more and more snaps with the first team offense as camp is going on. And he's doing, he's, he's, you know, looks good with them. And it's not just passing in the passing game. Initially, whenever he was with the first team, he was just getting passing reps. Now he's running it a lot more. Today, I think I have him down with, of course, the number won't be that impressive after I say it, but I do know he had, he had one carry with the first team offense. He had a target with the first team offense. So, in fact, actually, I think he had the same amount of carries as the first team offense. He had more carries today with the first team offense than Boston Scott did. So I'm not saying he's passing them, but the fact that it's even close. I mean, getting on in camp, Boston Scott was getting 100% basically of the backup um, running back reps behind Miles Sanders. So Kenny Gainwell is moving up. He's moving into that second running back spot. And I think he's been good enough in the passing game. Now, the drop he had today in seven on sevens, obviously, is not great. And they're going to look at that. I mean, it results in an interception. Um, but what was noticeable was Nick Sirianni brought up in his last press conference, he brought up that um, Gainwell had a really good night blocking on Thursday night. And that's how you get on the field as a running back. I mean, if you're Miles Sanders and you're just an electric talent, you're going to get on the field. But to be a backup and to get on, and especially passing down when Gainwell has to be on the field, he needs to be able to block. So the fact that he's done a good job blocking really stands out. I, I think on the year, it's interesting. So Miles Sanders will be running back one with touches. Would it shock me if Gainwell has many touches as Scott? I think it would, it would, but I think like they could be end up being pretty close. I'm coming off the whole Miles and Scott are gonna be 60-40. I think Miles is gonna get the majority of the touches, but I can see the backup running back touches being being 60-40 between Scott and Gainwell. So I definitely think he's moving up and you can move him around a lot. And Nick Sirianni's talked about, look, Sirianni's been someone that's wanted to keep stuff close to the best. He, he thinks that they have an advantage of being a new coaching staff. He's right, they do. But they, they, they have an advantage of the new coaching staff of having nobody seen them. But he said flat out, it's no secret, look, we're going to use the running backs a lot in the passing game. And Gainwell's probably their best pass catching back. I mean, Scott, as I said, Scott has great hands. I think he's dropped around one and a half percent of the targets in his career. Sanders has dropped almost nine percent, and he's dropping passes again this year, so that is an issue. But when you combine like ability after the catch with hands, I think Gainwell might be their best receiving back. And they're going to find a way to use him because you can put him in the slot. You could probably even put him out wide if you wanted, and then of course you can bring him out the backfield, and he can run all the routes for a running back. So uh, continue to be impressed by Gainwell. I do think he's going to find a way to get on the field. Um, all right, this one's from loyal GoBirds listener, all-time Legend Eagles Aries fan, Rich Bobby. I hear that Quez was in the slot a bunch today. How's he look? So we did talk about how he's looked really good, but it is interesting and a good observation, good job following tweets today, that uh, Quez was in the slot. He did. He got a lot of work in the slot today, and that's good because if you're going to have Smith and Rager on the outside, Quez's speed in the slot can be really dangerous. Like, really, really good for this offense. And then also it allows you to get all three. I mean, the, the three best receivers are probably Smith. Uh, look, I mean, Rager's probably up there now. So it's definitely Smith, Watkins, Rager. I would say Ward, then Fulgham. So if you can get your top three on the field, you can put Rager in the slot. But if Rager's starting to feel more comfortable on the outside, he's making people miss on the outside, don't get cute with it. Like, if Rager is getting comfortable with something, don't try to move him all around. Just put him somewhere, let him get successful, and then put him back in the slot when he gets going and he's more confident. So if Quez can play out of the slot, it's going to be really big for this Eagles offense. And overall, 
just a very good day for the Eagles offense. Quez had a good day. Hertz had a good day. Rager had a good day. Smith was even back out there, not doing team, but he had on a helmet and pads. So he's getting closer. So as far as a joint practice can go, I don't think today could have gone anybody any better for the Eagles, flat out. So good news is tomorrow they do another day. And then we have the preseason game Thursday night. And I'll be back on Friday at 4 o'clock to talk more about the preseason game, also to talk about what happened in the last day of joint practices, because those are probably going to matter a little bit more than the preseason game. So once again, I appreciate everybody for listening, taking the time out of your day to listen. It really means a lot to me. And I will talk to you Friday at 4 o'clock.